You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. Today I want to talk about a New Testament verse that we would pray through. You don't have to just pray through Psalms. We've looked at several New Testament verses in past episodes, and I want to look today at what has been one of my favorite passages in all the Bible when it comes to just giving me the right perspective, and it's Colossians 3, 1 through 4. When I was in high school, I was going through a tough time, and a friend suggested that I read through Colossians 3, and that was when I was a young Christian. I read through it, and I thought, man, this is just full of powerful verses, and then when I was in college on a mission trip, spent the summer in the Philippines, and it was tough. You know, it was hot, and it was uh, I was sleeping on a straw mat with a Bible as my pillow kind of thing under a mosquito mat. And I decided to memorize Colossians 3 then. Ever since then, it's just been in my brain to access when I need it. And it's a really great chapter to have in your brain to access when you need it. And especially the first four verses have been something for me. These times when I'm sitting... Uh, it, on my porch drinking coffee or sitting at night and I don't want to get my Bible out. I just want to be able to start praying. And so I go to the memory verses I have in my head to use to pray scripture. And Colossians 3, 1 through 4 has been one of those. And I just think it's one of those powerful passages to put perspective, to give perspective. When we talk about seeing vertically rather than just horizontally, this is one of those passages that really hits that. And it says this in the in the English Standard Version. I'll just read it there. If then you have been raised with Christ. So if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. It's a great passage, but I have many times read this in the original Greek. That's I like to read this passage in the original Greek because there's something about the tenses, there's something about the way it's worded that it just kind of lifts out of the page to me more. And so I'm going to look at it here in the Greek as we go through it. If you want to read the show notes in the ESV, great. But my translation may or may not agree with that at all points. But he says, if therefore, if, if if you've been raised with Christ, and what he's saying there, the way that's worded in the Greek is, if you have faith in Christ, if you're in Christ, then you have been raised with Christ. That's something that has been done to you by God, by being in Christ, you have already been raised with Christ. Christ has risen from the dead. He is the first of a new creation. He is the first renewed, restored human body by resurrection. And we, therefore, in Christ, already have that property true of us. Now, in our timeline, we're still in our existing bodies, and we're still going to die, and we still experience suffering and disease, and we still are in a life where we battle against sin and temptation. All that's true. But in the larger story and the bigger story, we have already, because the future is guaranteed for us in Christ, we've already been raised in Christ. Remember, that's the term that the Bible uses more than any other term to describe the Christian as being in Christ. Being in Christ means that we've been crucified with Christ. 
It also means that we've been raised with Christ. And again, not currently, presently, but that's already good is true for us. And it's hard to kind of grasp that. We just sort of have to accept the Bible's teaching on that, that there's something about already being in Christ that means that we have already been raised from the dead in a in a property kind of way, an identity kind of way. It's it's part of our identity. It's who we are. And there are things, therefore, true of us because of that. But he says, since we are already raised in Christ, and again, remember, Christ is this term that means king. It means Messiah. It means the one who came to take back what was humanity's inheritance, and that was to rule, exercise dominion over the earth as God's perfect image. So Christ has come as God's perfect image. In Christ, we are restored to God's perfect image. In Christ, we are brought in, brought back into this bigger story that God has for humanity. And so the next phrase says that keep seeking or seek the things that are above. <clears throat> He's not talking there about, you know, just sort of looking up into the clouds and not being any earthly good. He's talking here about seeing vertically, lifting our eyes and seeing our circumstances now from above, seeing our circumstances, who we are, the circumstances we're facing, the people in our lives from above, from the values of the kingdom of heaven that is going to return to earth when Christ returns. And so keep seeking the things above where Christ is, it says, seated at the right hand of God. So Jesus says at the last verses of Matthew, when the resurrected Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So that's, I think, what he's saying is that Christ has already been raised as Christ, as king. He's been raised from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of God. He has authority over all heaven and all earth, authority as God, but also authority as the true man, the son of man, the son of God, this true king taking back what was lost when Adam and Eve fell in Genesis 3, taking back the Genesis 1, 26 through 28, that we have been created in the image of God to share with God his rule over creation. He takes that back. He's seated at the right hand of God. And in Christ, this is our future. So we live now vertically with the values of the kingdom of heaven, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control because we see our circumstances differently. And so he says, the next, the next verse, verse 2 says, the, the things above think about. Let your mind dwell on, as some translations. The think above think about, not the things above upon the earth. Now he's not saying there don't think about things on the earth, don't think about your job, don't think about your marriage, don't think about your lawn, don't think about your house. That's not what he's saying. When he talks about not the things of the earth, that exact same Greek phrase is used in cha- in this this same chapter just verse 5. Put to death therefore the things upon the earth like sexual immorality, greed, lust, evil desires. And so what he's talking about there is set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. He's talking about not on the idols of this world, not on the the idols of those who think merely horizontally, where this life is all there is. This narrative of I live, I die, I procreate, I eat, 
These are all just earthly things that have no bigger story in mind, and they don't have this sense of God's bigger story for us in Christ in mind, and we get caught up, therefore, in things that are not the values of heaven. Where It's hard to be joyful. It's hard to be loving. It's hard to be kind. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to have self-control. But when we think about and see life from the perspective of above, in the sense of the coming kingdom when Christ returns, it changes how we see the now. So verse 3 says, for you have died, again, because we're in Christ, we've already died with Christ, we not literally have died, we're still going to have to die, but we have already broken through the other side, we've already been raised from the dead, we've already died to this old self, this old narrative, for you have died, he says, and your life now has been hidden, it has been hidden with Christ in God. This is where your real life now is, this life, this future you, this real you that's going to be restored and renewed when Christ returns, this real you that doesn't have sin, that doesn't have the brokenness of the human condition of sin, this real you that is glorious, this real you that is eternal, this real you that is in communion with God, this real you that God made to exist forever in his universe that's a perfect image of God, this real you in Christ that's been raised in Christ has been hidden with Christ in God. That's your significance, your security, your narrative is guaranteed in Christ, hidden with Christ in God. So verse 4, when Christ, who is your life, your very life is Christ himself, he's your future, he's your restoration, he's your redemption, he's your righteousness. When Christ is revealed, in other words, when he returns, brings heaven back to earth, brings redemption, restoration to all things. When Christ, the Messiah, the King, is revealed, then you also, with him, will be revealed in glory. Now, I don't want to minimize those words. This is who we are. We will be revealed with the glory that is truly us in Christ. Just like Christ's resurrected body, we'll have a transformation just like his in glory, the Jesus says in Matthew that those in the kingdom of heaven will shine like the sun. Now that may be a lot of metaphor, or it may be might be literal. I don't know, but there's a real message there that there's a glory, there's a beauty, there's a radiance, there's a holiness, there's a splendor, there's a majesty that is ours in Christ. This glory that we will have in Him, with Him, when He returns. Here's what I really want us to catch. Seeing vertically doesn't mean just seeing your circumstances from above, but it means seeing your circumstances from beyond, from the future. Looking back to now from the future is as if you could live today having come back from the future and therefore see your circumstances now from above and from beyond with the security, with the glory, with the significance with this bigger, larger narrative that God has placed you in because he's placed you in Christ and Christ is in you. He is your life. He is your glory. He is your resurrection because you have died already and been raised in Christ. Therefore, see your life from above. See your life from the future. See vertically and not just horizontally. So let's take a moment now and let me spend a time of prayer. Try to make my prayer your prayer. And 
The great thing about this passage is it's only four verses. It's fairly easy to memorize. It's one of these passages that you can memorize it. And then you can access it when you're just drinking coffee on your porch or you're sitting in the dark. You can access this if you don't have access and you don't want to get out your Bible. You've got it right there in your head. And you can pray through these truths. And when I pray through them, I kind of pray it backwards. I start with the the last verses and make my way toward the first part uh, because it just seems to be more logical to me. So let's 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 pray that now. Heavenly Father, thank you that this is who I am. That that because I have aligned myself with Christ. I want to align myself with Christ as Lord of this universe. Lord of my life. Not just my Savior who has died and risen for me, but my King, my Christ, my Messiah. That I am in Christ in His death and in Christ in His resurrection and therefore I've been already raised. This is who I am. This defines me now. Having been raised in Christ right now, who is seated at the right hand of God, having already died, nothing can threaten me. Nothing's going to kill me because I've already gone through the other side and been raised. I mean, this is already what has been stamped on me. This is already what has been marked on me. This is who I am. This is my identity. Already died, already risen in Christ, will appear with him in glory because my life is now hidden with Christ in God. There's nothing that can steal me from him. Nothing can separate me from the love of God that's for me in Christ. Nothing. I thank you that my life right now is something far more marvelous and glorious and beautiful than anything I can possibly imagine. My life right now hidden with Christ in God, this life of glory forever. This life that is guaranteed in Christ and all that Christ is, all that Jesus is, he is for me because I am in him. This is who I am. My life is secure in Christ who is my life. My life is significant in Christ who is my life. My life has a guaranteed future hidden right now in Christ, who is my life. Christ is my life. Christ is my security. Christ is my glory. Christ is my resurrection. My breaking through the other side of death. Therefore, I want to seek the promises of your kingdom and live accordingly with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control because I'm not going to put my trust in the idols of this world. I don't need to. I have such a better story, a bigger story. I can have self-control because I have a better promise. I have a better possession than the, the dead pleasure possessions of this world that will become nothing but dust. 
because Christ is seated at the right hand of God and Christ is my life and my life right now is hidden with Christ in God and I have already been raised with Christ so I seek the things above I lift my eyes and see vertically I lift my eyes and see Christ on his throne and that changes how I see my life now the people in my life now my day my sufferings, my challenges, my uncertainties, my worries, my anxieties, I see now vertically, I see now from above. Not just here on earth, not just here in the horizontal. I can see all of my challenges and trials and anxieties from above, from the perspective of above. And the perspective of eternity. And it's as if I can see now my day now as if I've come back from the future, this future glory, this future resurrection, this future return of Christ and the restoration of all things. And I see today now in light of that future and it changes how I see me, how I see today, how I see my circumstances, how I see the people in my life. And I can see with love and I can see with joy and I can see with gratitude and appreciation. I give thanks to you that this is the bigger story you have brought me in, in Christ, with Christ. Christ is my life. Christ is my King. Christ is my God. Christ is my Lord. Christ is my glory. Christ is my resurrection. Christ is my death and life. And my life is hidden with him forever, hidden with Christ in God. So when Christ appears, it's going to happen because he is my very life itself. When he appears, then I also will appear in this resurrection body with him in glory forever. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.